0: Morning Liberty. Hey there, what's up, everyone? This is Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate, and uh, normally we have another guy here named Charlie who does this podcast with me, but today, all you're getting is me. So subscribe to the show if you want to listen to the rest of our podcast. We really would appreciate it if you did that. Now today, I wanted to talk a little bit about immigration and a little bit about our president, Donald Trump. So I got in a bit of a scuffle online earlier today. I, I will be completely truthful with you. And some of it had to do with uh, the Trump, the racism of the Republican Party, the immigration, things like this. So I'm a, liberta- I'm a libertarian. Um, this is a libertarian podcast. Uh, but I did actually defend Trump a little bit today, and I had to, uh, just because I have to defend logic and rationality at all times. I feel like so when I when I see people talking about here, this is what happened. That this was the statement, the basic sentiment that Republicans, by and large, are racist white nationalists. Uh, that that, that that is obvious, especially in the president. Now his tweets from the last weekend, not a good thing. Not good at all. I do not support. But then they went on to talk about how he called brown people animals and said to put brown people in cages. And the reason I had to take issue with that is that he didn't call brown people, he did not call Mexicans animals. And so I wanted to get across this difference in the fact that you, you can disagree with Trump and not like Trump, and disagree with statements that are being made about him at the same time. And you can still not like Trump and even be able to do that. That's just pure rationality. That's pure principle across the board. So even though I didn't vote for Trump, I, uh, I guess I can, in 2016, I, I wrote in Rand Paul. And I know that that's pointless, but of the people who had professed their desire to become the president, he was the person that I thought should be the president. So that's what I did. I wrote him in. So I did not vote for Trump. I don't know that I would vote for him in the next election. And honestly, it doesn't matter because we're in Nashville, Tennessee anyway, and Tennessee is going to go Republican. So not a huge deal. If you're a Trump supporter listening, you know... I can kind of be a little more free with my vote because I'm not really in a swing state. So uh, anyway, you can defend attacks on Trump and not like Trump at the same time. That's a really important principle to, to realize because when someone comes out and says, well, he said that Mexicans are animals. Well, I remember this going around. I remember this video going around when it when he said that the people coming across the border were were animals, uh, he made that specific said that specific word.
1: People coming into the country are trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them, but we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals.
0: And so I remember when that video came out, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you people saw that video too. The issue with that was that the the question that was asked of him was a question about what he thought about ms-13 gang members coming across the border and that's where he said these people are animals the problem is the whatever media outlets you want to call them cut the these people are animals part out and said that he was saying that about mexicans coming across the border which technically true i guess the ms-13 gang members are uh most likely mexican but he was not saying that about the Mexican people. That was a question about MS-13. There
1: can be an MS-13 gang member I know about. If they don't reach a certain threshold, I cannot tell ICE about them. Yeah. We have people coming into the country who are trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them, but we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals.
0: Those little inconsistencies, right there even though i don't even though personally i don't like trump and i didn't vote for him i cannot stand for things like that for someone to come out and say well he said to put brown people in cages and he said he said mexicans were animals well no he didn't so if you're going to make an argument about something it needs to at least be factually correct like bottom like that's the bottom rung of the argument you know make sure that it's at least factually correct the things that you're saying. So then we go to the, he wants to put brown people in cages. Now, I'm gonna talk about a bit of the immigration policy on this program, but I want to talk about the whole Trump wants to put brown people in cages part. Well, he didn't just come out and say that. So first off, they put quotes around that. The person I was talking to put quotes around it. He didn't say that. And the issue is, this has been a policy of the United States for quite some time. And in fact, people were, children were being separated. I know that you've probably heard this if you listen to any conservative media whatsoever. The fact is people were being separated while President Obama was in office as well. We still had an ICE department when when Obama was president as well. We had the border patrol at that time. And they were in fact, if you came across illegally, you were being separated, and even the very first photo that surfaced and went viral against Trump on the whole putting children in cages thing was a photo that was taken in 2014. So we have to make sure that when you when you go out and you make arguments to support your viewpoint, that they are actually factually correct when you say them. That's That's a real real big issue because you can have the opinion that Trump is racist or that Republicans don't like Mexicans and they don't want them coming across the border. But when you support that opinion or that statement with things that aren't true, then uh, then you just can't really be taken seriously for the rest of your arguments. So now the issue with immigration, libertarians have a uh, a bit of a conundrum with this. This is a disagreement uh, within the Libertarian Party, I would say. Maybe the Libertarian Party itself is very open about what their belief is. But there are a lot of Libertarians who are open borders. And then there are a lot of Libertarians that are for legal immigration. And of course, a system that is far, far easier to, to come into our country. So, you kind of have to toe this line between the two because what do you actually do right now? Now, if you're an open borders person, we'll talk open borders here in a minute, but excluding you being an open borders person, what do you do right now when you have thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people coming across the border? Now, remember, This doesn't apply if you're an open borders person. This is for people who believe that the United States has a border that you have to cross legally to come into the country. So if you believe that, what do you do with people that are coming across? Because I think one thing people are just really not grasping is how many people there are. You're talking tens of thousands of people and they're all coming across at the same time. And what do you do with those people? What do you do? Your your immigration process is extremely slow. Even if it wasn't slow, even if it took a week, still, what do you do for that week? Do you, do you actually have an answer for that? If if you think that we have a border, but you think we should have a really fast, streamlined immigration process, and the U.S. government actually did something that was... uh fast and efficient, and wasn't a complete disaster, and it only took them a week to admit you into the country and make a U.S. citizen, what do you do with the people during that week? That's, that's a simple question that I think people are not allowing themselves to answer. Because something does have to be done. And so what's being done is they're being put in facilities, in holding facilities, and a lot of this is specifically to people that are coming across the border uh, that are not legal points of entry. They're coming across the border, and then they're saying, I'm seeking asylum. And you should be serious about people who are seeking asylum. That's that's an important thing. But I will also, even though I, I, I don't consider myself as defending this point of view, what I will defend is is the fact that you should apply your principles evenly across all parties. And since you feel this way about asylum with Trump, I also would ask you to speak just as negatively about President Obama. Because he also said in 2014 that asylum did not apply to people that were fleeing bad economic or crime conditions. That asylum was for basically political refugees, people who were uh, going to be hunted and uh, dealt with by their government, um, things like this. So uh, he actually, actually, let me just play that, let me just play that clip real quick.
1: Uh, under U.S. law, uh, you know, we admit a certain number of refugees from all around the world based on some fairly narrow criteria uh, and typically refugee status is not granted just based on uh, economic need or uh, because a family lives in a bad neighborhood or poverty. Uh, It's typically defined uh, fairly narrowly. You have a state, for example, that was targeting a political uh, activist uh, and they need uh, to uh, get out of the country uh, for fear of prosecution or even death. There may be some narrow circumstances in which uh, there is a humanitarian or refugee status that a family might be eligible for. If that were the case, it would be better for them to be able to apply in-country rather than take a very dangerous journey all the way up uh, to Texas uh, to make those same claims.
0: So once again, I'm not defending the current policies What I am defending is the fact that you should apply these principles evenly across all parties. Even if you think that uh, Obama was a better person than Trump or vice versa, the same principles should be applied to both parties. And this is, I guess, mainly if there happens to be a Democrat or uh, a libertarian that hates Trump because of immigration person listening right now. Apply it evenly, at least. And if you are applying it evenly, then good. Good. This isn't for you. This isn't for you. That's okay. But the same thing also goes for Republicans. Apply the same things to Trump that you said about Obama whenever he would uh, legislate with his pen, when he said a terrible statement about the fact that he didn't need Congress because he had a pen and a phone, and how terrible and unconstitutional he was. Because you're not applying the same principles to Trump either. That's the problem. When it's your guy... You don't really seem to care. And that's an extremely, extremely dangerous ideology, regardless of who's in office. But anyway, with, with immigration, the question still stands, what do you do with these people? Because they're coming across the border by the tens of thousands. You're not an open borders country, so they have to go somewhere, at least while they're waiting to go through the process. The U.S. government's extremely inefficient at everything it does. The process is going to take too long. Where do they go? So they've got some of these facilities that they already had built. They're probably not great. They started being overrun and overfilled, so they started to use uh, they started to use detention or prison facilities, and of course got uh, very, very, very negative press for that. So um, you don't want them to be overfilled, but you also don't want them to spill over into places that are not being used right now uh, because of what those places were used for in the past. So there's a really really big paradox or conundrum happening right now where there's no good answer. So what did happen is I'm sure that you have heard is that Republicans have tried to pass some for some additional funding to help with the situation down at the border. And Democrats, of course, are blocking that legislation because they need this immigration crisis to get as bad as possible. I mean, it literally doesn't matter if people are dying. The Democrats that are trying to run for president, that are trying to stay in office in their congressional seats, need this problem to continue to get worse and worse and worse. That is the best thing that can happen for them. So all I had to say about the people coming across is they have to go somewhere. And while it looks, it looks bad that they're being separated from their families and that, you know, that creates a very big emotional problem. But when you're arrested, when you're arrested for doing something illegal and you have your children with you, you you do get separated from your children. Your children do get taken away from you. And the problem is these people are getting arrested doing something illegal. Now, you might not agree that it should be illegal. And we'll have that conversation in a second. But the fact of the matter is, they're getting arrested for doing something illegal, the same as if you got pulled over and you were doing something illegal that required for you to get arrested, your children would get taken from you. They're not gonna go with you to the county jail. That's not what happens, they get taken. Now, kids are getting put in what seem to be jail, jail, jail cells, so that's an issue. But then we get back to the sheer number of people that are coming across. Where are they supposed to go? when all of these people are coming across on a daily basis? What, as a government, are you supposed to do with them? Now, if you were putting them in the cells with their parents, and then imagine like all the other adults that are in there, all the other, you know, there, there could be all kinds of problems that could stem from that as well. Uh, so I'm not saying that they're handling everything really properly, but I'm also, other than having open borders, I'm not hearing some kind of actual viable solution other than having open borders because then they could just come across and then they don't have to get put anywhere. So if you're argu- arguing for that, then okay, you probably have some basis there. So with the open borders thing, I can agree as a libertarian, I'm actually a big L libertarian now. I've actually got my card and my wallet. I paid my dues. I can agree as a libertarian that you should be able to travel freely, that the United States and the idea of being a citizen, that all it really means is that the US government is going to protect you from other people trying to take your liberties away. So it really shouldn't be an, a, a big issue that people are coming across the border. We hear the talks about the safety, you know, what if there's dangerous people coming over here? The fact of the matter is, you're not going to be able to prove that people are dangerous or not dangerous. Maybe you can filter out some of them. But if you're coming from a country that has a terrible legal system, a terrible policing system, not very good record keeping, no records at all in some case, then what are you you saying? Like, How are you actually going to filter out all of the bad people? You can't do it. So then your option is just to not let someone through because you can't get their information. And then what you're doing is you're presuming someone guilty and asking them to prove that they're innocent. And then you're going against the entire ideology that formed the country in the first place. So I can see the argument for open borders. The biggest thing standing in the way of that, and this is actually what I believe uh is the problem in a lot of our issues in our society. The biggest problem in our society right now is the income tax, the income tax. And then specifically, wealth redistribution. Because you can make the argument for safety if you want. I don't think it's gonna hold all that well because you're gonna be checking against record databases that don't exist. So there's not a lot you can do about that. Plus you've got millions of criminals in your country already. The people coming across the border are barely adding to the population of people who are criminals. So that's not a great argument. But the argument that does hold some water, in my opinion, is the fact that you can come here and then you can receive services that are paid for with my money. And that, I think, is the biggest, biggest issue. Because if you are a citizen of the country and you do something of value, the country itself gets to take that money away from you, whatever percentage it deems it needs. And I think that is the biggest problem in our society because then that money that gets taken from you, which down to your very core is your very limited, fixed amount of time that you have on earth. The government is taking some of it from you. I think it it really gets inside of people's heads more than they even realize. It's a, it's a part of our everyday psyche and we don't even know that it's there. Libertarians know it's there, but maybe not everyone else. The biggest and most valid argument to not have open borders right now is the fact that people can come here and then they can receive services that are paid for out of your money. So what we've known as libertarians for a long time is that it's really not crossing the border that's an issue. It's not open immigration. It's not too many people coming here. Because if you're going to come here and you're going to have to work to earn your living, which I still I think most of these people are doing, um, if you're going to come here and you're going to have to work to earn your living and you're not going to come here and live off of someone else's money, then every person that comes to the United States is a net benefit, every single one of them, unless you have an income tax and wealth redistribution system, which is what we have. Because the end argument, the argument that I see most of the time is that they're coming here, they're using our hospitals, so they're using our medical system, they're using our welfare system, which I don't think a large amount of them are, but they are using services that are paid for by the government, which is paid for with the people's money. So, until we have an end to the wealth redistribution and an end to the income tax, I don't think that we can have an open borders country. And I realize that philosophically that that really doesn't work out all that well. But the fact of the matter is, the facts on the ground are that if you come here and you can take someone else's money and not be a member or a citizen of the country at the same time, that that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing at all. And just you know, the reason I'm singling out the income tax is because sales tax, if we just had a consumption tax, uh, that wouldn't really be that much of an issue because everyone who does anything or purchases any products would be paying the consumption tax. It's not something you could get away from all that easily. Unless, of course, you set up your own purchasing company and then you use your purchasing company to buy goods from that company that you needed at a loss and then you Paid no taxes because they were wholesale goods, and then you took a loss on your purchasing company and got to put that against your taxes, but that's just off the top of my head. So what we have to do is both come up with an immigration plan that lets people become citizens much faster, much faster. Not 10 years, I'm saying much faster. You can do a check in some kind of security database if you want to. It's not that freaking hard to enter someone's name and give them a card that has a number on it. It's not that hard. It could take like five minutes. And if you pull some kind of a FBI, CIA, Homeland Security background check and that makes you feel better and you don't come up with anything that says this person is a fugitive that is wanted for murder in the country they came from, then there should be no reason for them to not be able to come into the country. At all. There would literally be no reason. Now, the reason I, I also have an issue with the open borders is that you could have people coming across the border that are fugitives from that country and that they're coming across. And the problem is they could be coming into the country and be legal and be walking around and be guilty of some kind of crime from their other country. While we have people in our country that are guilty of a crime and in prison, Talking like actual crimes, crimes where you hurt people, uh, and then you would have other people who just got to come across the border and not be found guilty of a crime, and they don't ever have to worry about it. So I don't. There's there's a bit of an issue with that too. But the first thing we all have to argue for is ending the income tax, or <laughs> ending the wealth redistribution. We got to move away from the socialist policies, and sometimes. this word doesn't play very well, sometimes fascist policies of the U.S. government. And by that, I don't mean that they are racist or that they hate Jews. I mean the state control of private industry, which is one of the definitions of a fascist economy. So we have to be arguing for that at the same time that that we are arguing for a better immigration policy or we're really just sitting here not doing anything. So if you're gonna be talking about how terrible it is that all these people are at the border, first off, unless you're just arguing for complete open borders right now, first off, you need to have some kind of a viable plan because I don't think you realize the sheer tens of thousands of people that are coming across the border and they need to go somewhere. And the government's not just going to build a bunch of two-bedroom houses down on the border tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of them for people to come live in for a few weeks while they're processing their paperwork. That's not what's going to happen. They're going to go into a bulk holding facility. The ones that come across the border and are breaking the law, coming across a point that is that is not a legal point of entry, they are coming across in a place where it is illegal, the ones that are arrested for breaking the law, just like anyone else who breaks the law in the U.S., will get separated from their children. They will not be put into the same jail cell with their child, with a bunch of other people who are in that jail cell at the same time. And we're not going to be able to build a separate jail cell for each family. So there has to be some actual viable solutions thrown out there other than just yelling about how we're putting people in concentration camps. You know, that's, it just it doesn't play very well. So that's actually where I'm going to end it today, guys. Charlie, once again, is not here. And he's very sorry about that. This is only my second show ever, doing something by myself. But I figured I would just do a little short talk for you guys. So like us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram at Good Morning Liberty, Twitter at Good AM Liberty, Subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend about it if you want to. We would really appreciate appreciate that. Tell a family member about it. You know, that, that way, when you guys are having some kind of awkward family dinner and talking about politics, maybe you guys can both be on the same page about something, you know, that would never hurt. I don't think that could always be a bad thing. So do those things. Leave us a rating and review. Do all that stuff. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.